Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. The Daily Talk Show, episode 176. Good morning, Tommy Jacket. Good evening. Oh, no, it's towards the afternoon. Uh, no. I've just cooked dinner, so I think it's night I'm confused. I probably should uh, say... Good, good afternoon to you because it's afternoon where you are. It is morning where I am in Barcelona. Just just say what's up, homie. Did you, what's up, um, homie? Did you Sorry. see me? Did you, um, not much. Um, did you see me moving my jaw just then? Like, like I've got a sore yeah, jaw. What's you been happening? That? What have you done? I've, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Um, no, I've, I noticed like one of my, one of the sides of my jaw right at the back. I could feel it. It was. It felt like it'd been worked out, and I could not for the life of me work it out. But then I realised that the last time I went to the dentist, which was like a week ago, said to me that I've been grinding my teeth, and I I kind of just thought it was a ups, upsell to give me a mouth guard to wear to bed because it was about three fifty. But then I then I was thinking about it. My jaw feels like it's tired, and I think the pain is from me. Grinding my teeth oh, at no. night. That's grinding bad, Grinding yeah. is like grinding teeth is the grossest thing. Like if you've ever woken up, like um, I, I there's been once where like I've I've woken up and Brie was grinding her teeth. And it's just like it's such a full on, mm-hmm. something very primal about it, isn't oh, it? Yeah. It feels like a, you're like a skeleton, like just like <laughs> laying in bed, just fucking crunching its teeth together. Yeah. Well, it's like it can be clenching, so you're just squeezing, and the result is sort of that wearing away. Bodhi does it. He doesn't have, he doesn't gauge the annoyance of what he's doing, <laughs> but he's in the car, just like fully getting his teeth together, like. Crrr, crrr, crrr. He can actually make noise. With like, it. he can, yeah. He, but it, I think he's just curious by the noise that comes from his mouth when he does it. <laughs> Because the sweetheart isn't meaning to be annoying, be a little pest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yet actually, I take that back. The one thing he did this morning, we're about to walk out the fucking house, and he opens the fridge. The fridge was open. I was chucking stuff in there, and I looked away for one second, and the little son of a gun grabbed the only thing that I didn't want him to in the whole entire fridge, and that was an egg, and threw it onto the ground. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's what I thought. And he's just, he he just knew. I reckon he just knew in his heart that if I get this to the ground, it will crack. <laughs> that's, that's upsetting. Yeah, I think, um, I wonder if I was an extra, I feel like I was an extra annoying kid, but I wonder if, if that came later or whether, if, we'll have to ask my mum, even at the age of, you know, two or three, whether I was doing really annoying shit like I do now. Yeah. Um, you've been annoying since day dot, mate. So I, nothing's changed. Um, I did send you that message from Mum, who has been listening, and she said was listening to episode one seventy today, and you won't believe it, but we got the same scam email that Josh got. They quoted an old password and all, and I wrote back, "Dad's been wanking again, hasn't he?" <laughs> did, did your mu- you sent me that? Did your mum write back to that message? <laughs> She said, Tommy, that's not very nice. We have a web... Oh, because I said, you don't even have a webcam. What'd she say? That's the funny thing. 
She said, we have a webcam, but not sure if it works. <laughs> Any, anyway, nothing happened. Dude, I wonder if, that, do you think that um, your mum and dad actually were worried about it? Do you think they're, they're calling their lawyer to work out what to do? Full crisis mode at the jacket household? Dad, Dad's got the sweat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, just to recap, Josh got an email basically saying that um, we've got your password. Um, you, we've caught you wanking on camera. Yeah, um, and but we've recorded basically it. Basically, looking at it adult websites, and uh, we've got a screen recording of your screen as well as footage of you. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's it's a it's a good hack because they somehow get your password. Well, yeah, they get the way uh, they're getting their pa- the password is because there's databases now with all the different. You know, there's been big hacks like Adobe, like I mentioned, where um, mm. yeah, hackers get in and they basically get your email address and your password, and then that's then on a big database, and then hackers can see okay, Josh at Josh Jansen, if I type in. Uh, they can see the passwords 1990 and then they can go on to a, get a bot and basically go to all of the different websites online and um, yeah. yeah try that password and see if I hadn't changed it on something. The, uh, the latest scam I saw was um, Charlie Goldsmith, who I've spoken about. He is a Melbourne dude who is also known as The Healer. Yeah. He's got a TV show and he's an um, energy healer doing some pretty amazing stuff and he deals with a lot of people who are in pain and, you know, I guess desperate. So it makes sense that someone would try and take advantage of his name and his connection to all these people who are desperate because they'd probably do anything to get time with him to see if he could heal them. Whether he thinks it's bullshit or not um, is not uh, relevant for this story, <laughs> but he just put this Facebook uh, Insta story out saying, please report this fake profile. They use it to scam money out of people. And I looked at the username that they fully like, they fully mirrored his profile, same photos, photos of his little baby girl. Um, That's gross even when the they same, do like, that. Hand, yeah, horrible handles, like identical. And they've only got like, um, yeah, they've got 108 posts. So they've gone through and taken a, they've mirrored his account. That's yeah. gross. Anyway, his username uh, for his personal account is Charlie Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. And they've used Charlie with a C-H-A-R-L-E. So they're getting people who are going to, you know, accidentally write Charlie and so, instead of so people I-E. are thinking that like, oh, Charlie Goldsmith's just asking for 500 cash and he'll come to my place. Is that what's going on? That's what, no, that's what happens with these, you know, healer types or, you know, psychics or I don't know. There's a bunch of sort of uh, people in this space that I've seen before people taking advantage and trying to set up a, an account where you kind of could stumble to that one and then... I mean, man, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like living just nonstop pain 24 hours a day. You'd pay whatever price it is. Like if you could legitimately have your back fixed, mm. you'd pay whatever price. So I, I could imagine that's what people are doing and then just oh, sending cash. It's not not ideal. It's full on. I do wonder about the um, uh, digital profiles and stuff like that. What sort of extra checks 
um, are going to be put in place to make sure that, you know, if we're signing up to something that's legit now on um, Airbnb when I was booking accommodation in real time, they needed my passport or other ID and they basically wow. in real time check it. So they're like, please wait, you can't confirm the... And then obviously someone at Airbnb looks at the ID before accepting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such early days. Mm-hmm. This is this blew my mind. Um, uh, a friend of mine, I needed to view a site that had like a payment wall and it was for a script subscription to a newspaper and it was just annoying because it was like, you know how some of those sites, they like show you some articles from the newspaper, yeah. um, but then others you need to sign up and subscribe to actually get access to that content. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's the Herald Sun in Melbourne, which are desperate Herald for Herald Sun don't give you um, anything, do they? I feel like every article I've ever clicked on online through Twitter or something like that, I've never yeah. been able to actually access if it's the Herald Sun. Yeah, I, I maybe maybe I just only remember going there as they were sort of phasing into yeah. it. Now, now I've like it. It just pisses me off. I close the browser yeah. straight away, and I think fuckers, and I try and find the news somewhere else, but I couldn't find this specific piece of news that I wanted to f- um, find, which was about Seven Eleven, which I'll get to soon, Josh. Um, but what I did was I said to my friend. Uh, mate, is, do you know how you could access this? No, what I said was, can you try and find if this is somewhere else? Yeah. He said, no worries. I'll download a plug-in and it'll get me past the payment wall. Did you know this is legit? Like, um, uh, uh, what is it, Mo- uh, Firefox? Really? You know how Chrome have plug-ins that you can, you know, add yeah. on to help you download videos that are in Flash plays mm-hmm. and shit like that? Um, he downloaded this plug-in that just took you past the payment wall oh, interesting. on the Herald Sun website. Well, a lot of people are using ad blockers now. And I like I've never really bothered because okay. I sort of want to see how my data's being used. I want to see like, okay, if I visit this site, this appears here. I feel like given what our jobs are, it like we want to mm-hmm. have that ad- advertising experience seeing what, you know, people are advertising to us. Yeah. But no, I didn't know that you could um you know, uh use a, a plugin do you know what it's actually doing is it like creating like a vpn or is it like what's it, what's the actual process yeah i have no <laughs> idea and nor does he i think it's just hang on if you if you actually install this it's free everyone because <laughs> i said is that i said is it legal yeah which i mean i don't know if you where are the terms and conditions what are the what's the thing and and if you can get it through the mozilla app store then they haven't barred it mm. and then he, what he did find was that it was banned for the google chrome store oh, interesting um or they they'd removed it so um firefox mozilla firefox haven't removed this specific plugin but then it's like where did it's bizarre do world any, like these do people you use any other plugins yeah i've got ad blocker yeah. on google chrome because um Camp and so what does it actually do? What does it look like? Um, this is one area so that I've just, just never bothered to sort of enter into from the tech world. What does an ad blocker actually um, look like? Well, I don't know. I think you just, I don't think you're meant to feel the, you're not meant to feel it. You're meant to just <laughs> can you be see, browsing. Is it, it, so, but what I can look, yeah, I'm does sure. it remove, like what I wonder, is it just um, taking banner ads 
And um, well, I'm less angry, Josh. So it, it probably is like I don't get a great deal of banner ads at all. I get maybe like the pop up subscription stuff on websites, but um, yeah, I don't actually get. Yeah, I'm, I guess it's working. It says that it's blocked 180,000 ads in wow. total since I've had it. That's a fuck. I think load. that the reason that I um, may be turned off ad blockers because I remember my old when I had a, a different media company when I was like 18. Uh, media flex i remember i had this big yeah don't be shy to give <laughs> yeah, it a plug buddy media flex <laughs> um i had a big um section with um sort of uh, headlines so it's like you know we do media or some bullshit whatever it was but anyway that <laughs> heading was like a big png a big image and um i remember getting emails from people saying hey just so you know it's been picked up by the ad blocker and i think ever since then oh, i'm like i don't like the idea of the user experience or the UI being changed by yeah. a different sort of um, you know, plug-in. Yeah, interesting. The other one I've got is um, uh, click to download. So it's like um, you can download videos from uh, like um, flash players and stuff, stuff that you can't just drop the link into some website that will download it for you. But it also lets you – it's interesting in um, Facebook when I go on – next to any video that's in Facebook, mm -hmm. there's like, it, it gives you this little arrow key uh, at the bottom left of someone's post. And what can and you I do? I literally just press that. I press that and it downloads the video that's on Is the screen. Is it like a flash video? What, what sort of file format does it give it to you in? Um, this one, I just did this on some bloke. It says, when you finally get to vacation. <laughs> Got to download it's that. It's some bullshit business. <laughs> MP4, okay. HD, sure. MP4. This, I mean, it's compressed through Facebook, but yeah, yeah, that's you know how we. So the reason we got, on. sorry, go on. I was just going to say the um, talking about the passport stuff reminded me. Uh, my friend is doing an internship at a um, hotel in Barcelona, and she was saying, to, "You know how they, um, when you go to a hotel, they collect your passport information." You know, like when yeah. you get there, they yeah. ask for your passports for both guests most times. Yeah. Do you know what they actually do with that information? No clue. I've never yeah. even thought So, of it. like, I just assumed they were doing it just to, you know, double check identity or whatever. But what, yeah. she, what she was saying is, because she was talking about the difference between working on the evening shift and working um, during the day. And what she was mm. saying is the evening shift, one of your jobs is you've got to go to the police station with all of the passport details and they run checks on all of no. the um, guests at the hotel. Wow. I had no idea so, that this was I mean, happening. I wonder if that's in Australia. I couldn't imagine the Crown Casino. I'm sure they've got ta access to... There, should be, there would be some like sort of automated system line. you'd think, right? Yeah. I mean, they're plotting, you know, um, just pottering down the street with a folder full of uh, scanned documents, scanned passports. Well, they're saying that they can't even, it? like, uh, legally they weren't able to scan or something, so they have to, the only time they ever scan is if they've got heaps of people and they just do it um, out of speed, but then they go through and enter it into a system. But I found it interesting that that was like, there's something real creepy with the idea of being 
asleep yeah. in your hotel while while someone's at a cop shop looking you up, making sure that you're um, all good. Has the poor copper that has to enter all that bullshit? Yeah. So, uh, like half the time, they're probably not getting anyone. Well, they were saying like uh, she's having to learn things about picking up signs of human trafficking, stuff like that. So oh, okay, it's like yeah. full on, like working out. Um, yeah, all all these um, yeah all these rules around stuff that you just never thought of. Like one of the things she was saying is when you're at a hotel, they won't actually. The, the good hotels, they won't actually tell you what your room number is. Have you noticed that? Uh, Think about well, what until they do. You, they give you the card. And what do they say? Um, they print it onto the card. Yeah. And then they hand you the card and say, have a nice yeah. day. And so what they time. say is they normally say, this is your room number. And they point to okay. the number. You don't say your room 602. What they might say is you're on floor six but they'll never or they're not meant yeah. to say your room number for privacy. Oh, for people around yeah. you. Ah. Oh, so there's all these little it. tricks that I'd never even thought of. Um, and I was asking her also, I was like, what are some of the weird shit that people do? And um, <laughs> she was saying, and she's only been in the job for a month, but she was saying that... Um, uh, Has she got an accent? Yeah, she's um, from Venezuela and she, uh, she's been learning words. We've been teaching her words and stuff. Like, because she said she's had, she was on the phones um, over in the last sort of few weeks. And she just gets yeah. requests for all these different types of things. And she has no idea what they're um, saying. She was saying that one, an Indian man got really angry at her because he's saying he wanted mayonnaise, mayonnaise, and he oh, wanted yeah. mayonnaise. And she couldn't understand. But, um, yeah, hard. there's just so many things like Band-Aid. And it's so funny now because she's got an Australian accent when she says Band-Aid. So I was like, okay, say it back. And she's like, Band-Aid, which is great. <laughs> but um, Oh, you got to adapt. Yeah. you got to adapt. But it's so amazing how quickly she just like learns words. She's like, yeah, but just things like shower cap, um, uh, you know, like for... I'm trying to remember. There was a really good one that she um, she couldn't work out what they were trying to say. But she was saying that like over the phone, when you're doing it over the phone, it's like next level difficult. Mm. Um, like I was teaching her like crispy bacon. Like do you know what crispy bacon is? You know, someone orders crispy bacon. What does it mean? So um, I feel like she's going to be really set now if anyone orders uh, crispy bacon on the side. Um, yeah, and and you're in Spain yeah. at the moment. You're in Barcelona. Yeah. Um, any? Cause I know that when I was there, I felt I felt a little bit unsafe mm. in some areas. I mean, I was to be fair, I was staying like um, on the other side of the red light district, so I had to legit walk past just some pretty sinister looking characters, yeah. um, and I got pickpocketed there. Twenty well, bucks. Didn't even feel it. Hashtag didn't even feel it. Well, how about this? Didn't even feel it. On our um, on our train trip back uh, from the airport to our friend's place, we were staying in an area called Terrassa, which is just outside of Barcelona. And we were on the train and um, my friend Ibrahim got really annoyed all of a sudden 
and it was because a girl uh, was trying to pickpocket his in his back pocket, tried to take his wallet, and he felt it and grabbed it. And oh. um, it was interesting because then you would he was pointing at her and saying saying you know oh, she was the, the one type of thing like. Interestingly, he, d- he said later on that he didn't want to make a big scene because we were there, but um, he pointed her out and said, yeah, she was the one pickpocketing and he was saying it was very common, um, like uh, a lot of Romanians uh, come to yeah. uh, to Barcelona and do it. But um, the, you actually, it was interesting watching her because she was still continuing to try and pickpocket while we were watching. Him? Yeah. <laughs> Still trying to get him. <laughs> Come on, mate, just let me. Please. Well, no, she was like, she. Please, you look that way. I'll, I'll just quickly. Well, she do moved it. down the carriage, <laughs> and um, it was yeah. the big telltale sign from for her anyway was her eye movement because she's just constantly looking at bags, looking at pockets, and um, mm. yeah. So he, yeah, Ibi wasn't happy. But when we got off the train, they were they got off the train and then just went to jump on another train to do it. Yeah. all over again yeah it's their job it's it it's you f- you feel the desperation from that person yeah. like you think about what you think about on a daily basis yeah. it's some it's pretty you know um, re- reserved it's like you know basic thoughts about you know life that involve they're probably good yeah. feelings and good thoughts imagine thinking that you i'm about to do this thing like there's an energy that you put out there it's like if you deal weed or you know a a sort of low you know a a drug that's not um crazy dangerous and you think it's super cool nah it's fine like i don't care if you do it you're listening you actually deal weed but i i I know that there's an energy that comes you didn't feel good when you were doing it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah, you feel if you, you feel a little bit. There is a f- sense of you doing something yeah. negative, and you can justify it to yourself. But I think it's like you know, if you lie and no one else knows, you still know you've lied, and that's yeah. that's putting out an energy to the world. Yeah, and um, I, that's why I sort of I, I feel for these people that are in this world of pain, and that is just when they're living this life of desperation. It's um, it's yeah. sad. I felt that. But I, I felt that a lot. If, if they've got a um, a certain sort of ethics, um, you know, sort of personal standard, they might not feel it as well. I don't think. Like mm-hmm. that was one of the things Ibrahim was saying. It's like the um, he when he first moved to Barcelona, he caught a guy in his um, uh, sort of complex stealing stuff, and he mm-hmm. went as um. He saw it happening. He quickly went to like the front desk and sort of said, "Hey, there's a guy in this room. Like, does he, you know, do we have anyone new?" And he's like, "No." And anyway, Ibi sees the guy jump over the fence and run away. And Ibi saw him um, uh, a few days later at a supermarket, yeah. and the guy was um, drunk. And um, Ibi was sort of saying, "It was like he in pickpocketed Spanish. him." She was. <laughs> yeah, he said it was like. Um, not only are you a drunk, but you're also a thief. And then it sounded very poetic because yeah. the, the drunk guy responded, yes, you are right, I am a drunk, but I am no thief. <laughs> Which <laughs> sounds like some sort of uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, but the translation in Australia was like, oi, cunt, you're the fucking idiot yeah. who's r- robbed my shit. <laughs> nah, get fucked, idiot. <laughs> 
<laughs> but when true. you say it in uh, Spanish, it's uh, yeah, it's, it does sound a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit sexier, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I think you can definitely be in that world and be shutting those feelings aside. But I think it's it's on a different level. It's on an energy level. So you like you're putting off a vibration if you want to get a bit, you know, a bit ooh la la. Charlie. Goldsmith on you. Yeah, but I I think there's energy. I think there's you're putting it off. You when you're doing things, and and I think if you're doing naughty shit, or even stuff that you don't identify as naughty, it's I think in in general, I think that it's um it's amazing how much we um what I'm trying like definitely on this trip trying to get better at is um realizing you know the. Dest- not destructive, that's probably too strong a word, but just like the negative side effect mm. of trying to make everything a story or thinking about it in a story or trying to um, deconstruct that person's intentions. Mm. Um, when we were uh, in uh, the Netherlands when we arrived, basically before we arrived, I got a um, – we booked through booking.com and we um, – like you know, we've we've used Booking.com over like fifty times. We, um, you know, we have our credit card on there, and if say if it's a non-refundable um, hotel stay, they'll just you know, charge the card, whatever. It was all fine. Anyway, this uh, Dutch hotel, I booked it. It was like five days before we were um, going to be there, and uh, I booked the hotel, and then I got a separate email a few hours later from the hotel saying that to secure the hotel, you needed to make full payment through this link, through their email. Mm, that and sounds dodgy. My thought, yeah, well, my thought was I was like, look, we have booking.com. They have a payment system. You can either charge through that or you can just charge us when we get there. Anyway, so mm. I just let it go and it said something like, yeah, if, if it's not paid by Monday this time, like it's not reserved. Mm. I'm just you- like, fuck that. Like this, this, this hasn't even come on through the booking.com app. Like really that's the thing that we need to be judging. It's like what details have we got from them like through the communication you know, system. Are you sure it wasn't Dick and Smith s- messaging you? <laughs> it did have that vibe. <laughs> on- <laughs> Uh, but so I ended up, um, I ended up not paying mainly just because I was um, couldn't be fucked. And so <laughs> we arrived though at nine thirty p.m. and the lady, uh, you know, I give my passport and credit card, and she looks and she says, um, uh, oh, the, "This is uh, non-refundable." I say yes, and she's like, uh, "But you did not pay in time." Mm. And they were going to not give us the fucking room. Sure. I was just like, the other thing too is they had put an amount already on the credit card for a couple of bucks, like checking to make sure that the credit card was valid. So I was like, what's the point in using a system like booking.com if then you have to go through some weird unsecure system to mm. be able to pay? Do you think they're actually going outside of the booking.com's Terms and conditions, like they're they've, they've taken it one extra step. I don't know. I reckon that they probably can get away with it because of um, like sort of anti-competitive rules. Like mm. I'm sure, like they're they're probably allowed to do it. But um, mm. 
it, what it got me thinking about was you can get so uptight about shit or you can sort of be like, fuck that person or sort of thinking about like, oh, they're, they're trying to um, fuck with us or rip us off or and I'm just like, I'm trying to um, give people the benefit of the doubt and just be like, you know, the reality is like maybe she has to pay an extra 5% doing it in person than doing it on this method. And so her pushback was because she was thinking, I've just lost, you know, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, She's understandable. Trying to default, trying to default to that rather than this person's trying to fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. I've met people who have a firm belief and this one guy, he's just said to me, I just have felt like my whole life people have been trying to fuck me. And um, yeah. he, you know, it, it, I could see what it did to him. I could see the way he approached, you know, opportunities and other people. And I think it, sh- it even shifted his behavior in in terms of how he treated people, um, you know, around the same thing. So he he fucked over a few people. And I'm sure it was driven by this this thinking of I want to fuck him over before he gets me or it's, yeah. you know, I better act first or it's, um, it's desperate. It's not a good way to live, I think. And I also think that when you think that way, you project that. And I think that you're actually, you don't build the empathy or trust to actually have mm. sort of meaningful interactions with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's energy. You're projecting energy. If you're not saying something, um, I mean, it's, you know, people feel it in their guts. Do you think you're a guy that, do you, do you have gut feelings on things? Do you ever use that terminology? I don't think I've heard you other no, than I, I need to like, shit myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got <laughs> guts are rough. Gut. No, I think, I think, um, no, probably not at like the, um, that level. Mm. I think that probably mine is like a lot more internal and a lot deeper, which I think can be just as destructive, Mm. which is the sort of overthinking or sort of trying to analyse and trying to... I think sometimes we can give ourselves... I know I can give myself too much credit of sort of sussing out a situation or saying, oh, you know what, this person was trying to do this or I see what's happening here. And um, I think that that's probably destructive because it sort of leads to you know, drawing conclusions that aren't necessarily there and um, also feeling negative about people too, right? Which is um, I think where probably I see it the most is people who, for whatever reason, there's something in me that um, when I see someone change or sort of say if someone has said one thing Mm. and then or like patterns, right? Like if I see someone who, for instance, I've got one mate who uh, talks about, uh, you know, I remember a few years ago he went on a trip and he came back and um, he sort of goes high and low with energy, right? And he was sort of on this massive high mm-hmm. and he's like, basically he had this enlightenment, so this huge experience and he's sort of saying, you can't explain it, but I just feel connected to everything and all that sort yeah. of thing. And then... I saw that shift over time to going back to being materialistic and all that sort of thing. And then it's been interesting, my internal monologue, where 
I've seen him go through a similar experience and I want to meet it with empathy. But there's a part of me too, and this is like the part that I'm fighting, which is the massive eye rolling, which is like I've seen all this before and it's just this is going to end. Yeah, you're looking for incongruencies in people. I've done it when I've been dating in the past. I find like I have a good memory in conversation. I know you do too. Like I can see you sort of ticking away when I talk to you about stuff and when I observe you speaking with people because I do the same and it's like, Mm. you know, you're almost looking at what they're saying and then you're registering it and putting it in the bank and then they say something else and I did it when I was um, dating and I I remember a girl that specifically I just was like, oh, you're just a bit off with what you're saying and what – Mm. And what you've said in the past, and it and I, and I was just like so put off. Um, yeah, but then there is the thought of uh, they're not. Like, How can people change? How can people rebrand if we, as yeah. friends and family members, don't give them that opportunity? Mm, yeah, I think there is a transition point, and if it's not, maybe yeah. There's a, there's this side of being too critical on little things that don't equate to actual sort of anything really that matters yeah. and then there's you know like i mean if you're lying or you're saying that you're doing one thing but I, yeah i've i've yeah i find myself doing that it's probably something that should be a bit kinder on well it's just you see patterns i yeah. think that um but i think that probably the other thing too is me looking back at myself and being like man i can't believe i was like this or i did that i feel like okay i need to be able to give myself empathy for that and also give empathy to other people just being like you know what like why why is that person feeling the need to communicate this higher being and that they're sort of you know that they found this it's like okay well like they're missing something mm-hmm. or they're, they're trying to find their their way um it's and there's like i can relate to that there's that desire to dream big and have big dream like big dreams I think that maybe it's even um, I think another quality that I sort of struggle with is the um, people dreaming really big or saying, you know, big sort of goals, but it feels like they don't have the basics (laughs) sorted. Yeah. So it's like saying, yeah, I'm going to do this massive thing. Like, yeah, taking a generic example, um, you know, going to make a a film for Netflix or whatever. It's like, oh, well, you – you still probably like you haven't made a film yet, yeah. And um, yeah. so I don't know, but I think Mate, that that's, I told you I'm still. It's I'm gonna make it. Um, <laughs> I've, I did say that a few years ago, but we'll get there, and I'll probably get you to make it for me. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the other thing too is like is social media, Instagram, and stuff. I think doesn't lend itself well to um to these sorts of thoughts mm. because literally like. It's almost like um, it's a. It has that same sort of feeling as watching a TV show. Is it's like you're trying to connect the dots before they even happen. Yeah. And then we create these assumptions around people, and then as soon as they do that thing, we're like, yeah, of course, they're doing the exact thing that I thought that they were going <laughs> to do. So I must be right, which I think is yeah. like a really, um, which I just don't actually think's right. I think there's safety in that for people mm. that to, to know or to be right on how someone's going to behave. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because it's unknown. But it's that projecting as well, yes, right? Yeah, yeah that's like what it's I'm it's it's that constant. Um, oh yeah, of course they're going to do that. But yeah, I think that from the opposite side, it's like at what point do you um, just uh, allow that to be the case versus giving people chances or trying to um, trying to fix people? I think that's another thing, which is like oh, um, oh, this person like they just need to know X, Y, and Z. Or they just need to do X, Y, and Z, and I think that they would understand. Mm. Versus, we all think differently, and that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's interesting. Bit fucking, uh, bit deep for the for the final three minutes of the show. <laughs> well, if you laughed this this far, uh, thanks for being with us. <laughs> it's the daily talk show. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. I'm about to, uh, I think, enter a storm. There's thunder and lightning here in Barcelona. Yeah, it's it, so. a bit shit here too. Yeah, bit of weather chat. It's been a while. Yeah. Early episodes, we used to do it every single day. <laughs> but uh, Tommy quickly uh, finished that up. No, so it, it's it, it sounded like a terrorist attack earlier before we started recording this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was so it was loud. On. And I'm yeah. picturing it being some tropical, like war, like really warm where you are. And it just yeah. thunderstormed. I love it. Anyway. It's got that vibe. Catch you guys.